I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Oi. The boys and girls on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes the tales can get quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty. It's time to get this body started With Danny, Jimmy, Gregor, Amy, Jim, and JC All we know and all we talk about is booty, booty It's time to get this body started tonight um, So we were just talking, JC, uh, about Jimmy's tree still being up About what? Jimmy's Christmas tree still being up Do you have That's a theory true. about how long you should have your Christmas decorations up for? If it was up to me, I'd have them up all year round because it's just so festive. I love it. Like the twinkling lights. I like, I mean, if I could have Charlie Brown's Christmas on all year round, I would. Um, so I, I for one applaud Jimmy's uh, festiveness slash perhaps laziness. Uh, yeah, it's festive, not lazy. Well, yeah, it's a little bit lazy. But it's festive slash lazy. It's both. I'm, I'm thinking of taking just the balls off and leaving the tree up all year. Just decorate it with but, different different things per, throughout the year. You know, yeah, and I think I'm more bunnies. intrigued about people's reactions when they come into the house and be like, "Is that your Christmas tree?" No, there's no Christmas decorations on it. It's, it's my tree. it's my Valentine's tree. <laughs> it's my tree in the house. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I, I think if you if you change it up and you and you redecorate for every major holiday, I think I'd be on board with that. But if it, so it was Christmas tree or Christmas Eve all year round, I think it would be sad. And then you wouldn't appreciate Christmas the next time it came around. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to try and let you let you guys know how it goes when people come over on the weekend. I'm what? on board for this experiment. Oh, huh? Forrest, you got some shit on your lip. I don't know what that is. Pardon me. You got some shit on your lip. I do. Yeah. yeah. What is this? Like white and fucking. Oh, it's cocaine. I'm sorry. I <laughs> it's your holiday decorations. Yeah. I'm all for the festive. Give me a line. Oh, my God. Fucking nine in the morning. <laughs> Off to a rip-roaring start. This is Footy Prime, the podcast. We've got Jimmy, we've got Forrest, we've got Melvis Pelvis slash JC. No pie man. He's busy filling pies, doing the <laughs> upper crust thing. And uh, and no Wonger, who I'm sure his mail sack will be bulging as he returns from his holiday on Friday, right? He's going to make a triumphant return. 
I would likely. love to know. I would love to know how many times he's been told "shut the fuck up" on holiday. <laughs> he is the loudest man you've ever met in your life. The loudest, Everybody. loveliest man. He's the best, but he's the loudest guy I've ever met in my life. <laughs> he's must have been told about twenty times to shut the fuck up. <laughs> I think those people are in the minority. That's definitely happened, but he's also made a shit ton of friends. 100%. He's friends with everybody at whatever resort they're at. Yeah. Right? That's a fact. That's hilarious. He's box office. Yeah. Did you guys watch the FA Cup draw or see the results of the FA Cup draw the other day? Some of them. Yeah. I'm very excited about a couple of the the derbies that emerged. You want to hear hear some? Yeah. So we've got the, the big clashes. We've got Chelsea is going to be against Villa. Manchester United gets an easy one. They're going to be against Newport County or Eastleigh. By the way, way, Man United has no easy games. No, (laughs) that's true. But they, but they seem to come off easy in the, in these draws. And then the big one, baby J is Spurs against city. Right. And City's record away at Tottenham is very poor. The last five games, five losses. So that should be interesting. But what I was most excited to see was Forest versus Walsh Derby or Derby. We've got Ipswich Town versus Maidstone United, which is now my team. That'll be good, right? That'll be a tasty one. Yeah. Oh, good draw for it. Yeah. What do you think about that? Well, I got a couple of things on that. I mean, the draw is great. I'd love to see Ipswich have a really good run because they potentially could. But they got bigger fish to fry, really, with that situation. They are sitting in second behind Leicester. Leicester are going to cruise. So they're going to win the division by the looks of things. And then who's going to finish second? And a bunch of teams are coming up hot on their heels. A lot of teams with parachute payments, big budgets coming up behind Ipswich who have a valuation, I think, of their players about brought in about eight million pounds that's all so yeah the cup runs can sometimes uh, derail your uh, promotion challenge sometimes so mix yeah. about that for Ipswich no you're absolutely right with that that's true we've seen that many times haven't we teams doing well and then going a little cup run and all of a mm. sudden now they start taking their eye off the prize and at the end of the day if you're in the championship, you're not expected to win the FA Cup. You're not going to really win the FA Cup, are you? So you think a lot of times when teams are going for promotion, they couldn't give a shit about the FA Cup. And sometimes they'll play their second squad just to get through that match so that they can focus on the real target of winning the league. Um. That's what you said the other day, Jimmy. Yeah. Not necessarily about a championship side, but about Forrest playing back Blackpool, right? That yeah. they fielded mostly their B side. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, for Forrest, Forrest goal at the end of the day is stay in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Stay in the Premier League. Uh, do they have enough in their locker to win the FA Cup? No, not yet. They're not there. So focus on what, what, what the target is, right? And what your goal is at the beginning of the season. You know, yeah, and, and like. Reasons why to stay in the Premier League. Yeah. And like for, for Ipswich, Ipswich Town now, you're in a position that you can see, you know, the, the light at the end of the tunnel now. You're, you're having a great season. You're 
close to getting promoted, focus on that. Fuck the FA Cup. Who cares? Mm. Who cares? Get yourself into the Premier League. Right? Why why waste the opportunity? And then if you know you, you do play your, your best players, you have an, uh, a chance that players might get injured. You know, oh, players yeah. are getting overworked. Mm. Forget about that. Get promoted. Get promoted. That's the big price. See, and this, what's happening here, and this actually bodes very, very well for Maidstone United. Or no, was it Maidstone United? Is that it? Yeah, because that's my of, team now. Yeah, because if all these <laughs> other teams are focused on, they're like, well, we want to get to the Prem. We want to, you know, focus on this, not have injuries, blah, 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 play our B teams. Maidstone's like, we're going to throw everything at the wall and then Footy Prime's going to win that $1.5 million <laughs> part because we're going to win the FA Cup and just shock people. Then it's going to be great. It's going to come down to them and uh, City, and then City's going to get swamped by Maidstone United. And then – so it all works out in the end, you see, for Amy's team. Yeah, which is good. But it's interesting, though, how you have to reconcile those two things because we talked last pod about how great the FA Cup was for the David and Goliath storylines. And, Jimmy, you were talking about the pressure you felt as the the higher-ranked or, like, the team in the higher league going to one of these grounds, these shitty grounds that were slanted and tilted in a cow pasture and worried about being that statistic of the team that gets knocked off by a non-league team or something. Yeah. So there's all of that great storylines to it and the storytelling that's involved with it in the history. But it's interesting that there's also the other side when you're thinking about promotion, you're thinking about the money on the other side of say a championship team, like, um, like Ipswich who wants to make that leap. Well, it's more lucrative. Yeah. It it depends to where you are in the table, Mm -hmm. right? Where, where you are, if you're mid table and it's all, let's have a good cup run and let's see how far we can get. If you're at the top of the, Top of the table, it's okay. We're we're going for promotion. Forget about this. So it it depends where you are to where your mindset's really going to be. Yeah, because years ago, I mean, like the the way the finances were, they didn't have these massive TV deals. So you know, every club was always looking for a long cup run because that's where they could actually make some money. If you had a good league cup, good FA Cup run, fill the stadiums, get an extra couple gates, maybe get one on TV. That's kind of how it worked, and it, the clubs were big on that. But now there's, you know, really, and unfortunately somewhat, you know, the money takes over a little bit, and the, the big prize of the Premier League and the massive amounts of money that goes from zero to 60. Yeah, it's interesting that you bring that up. Like, with, with the TV deals now, I think it brings up, like, the FA Cup reminds football or reminds fans of its roots, and that clubs were created to represent the fans and communities and not the rich owners, right? And so these TV deals are, they, they remind you of that. And I think it moves you away from, from its roots. So like now in, in the modern club, like who does, fo- who does football belong to? You mm. know, and I, I think like that, that's what the FA Cup is. It reminds you of its roots in the best way possible. So like, and we also talked about the North American model and how different it is and how, you know, our, some of our supporter group um, members chimed in on Twitter and we're talking about chanting at, at NHL games and being asked to stop. And it's just not part of the culture here, but is trying to grab some of that culture and, and imbue sport with some of that history is part of that moving towards like a supporter club model 
the way that, say, Wimbledon is, Luton still is, lots of European teams are. We have Mm -hmm. TSS Rovers um, in BC. Is that the way we maybe shift the narrative a bit in North America? I like it. I like it. And I think the the interaction with fans and club is is really important. I think we've seen that with Major League Soccer with some of the sides as well, like Seattle, uh, the way they, they bring the fans in. So if you have a group of 50 people or something like that, you can have a voice on the board and at least make them seem like they have a, an actual you know, side in the decisions of what they make. But that connection between club and fans to make them really feel as though they're part of the fabric of these clubs is really, really important for growth. And I think MLS has done that quite well compared to other North American sports. So why not try to jump on that to make them feel that way? Well, the Green Bay Packers, Green Bay Packers yeah. are, are owned by the, the fans. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't realize too, Barcelona and Real Madrid are as well. Mm-hmm. Right? Two mm-hmm. monster clubs. I would love to have a, have a club and we should have a club. In League One. Footy Prime should have a League One team? Footy Prime, men's men's and women's League One team owned by Footy Prime and the fans, supporters club. Interesting. Fundraising for this. Maybe this is where all all our winnings go from Footy Picks. Towards Mm -hmm. our own football club. (laughs) Fuck fuck you, Forrest. No more gold-plated coffin. No more internet. No more computer. We're buying a club. <laughs> we're buying a club, and we're going to start putting this together. You know, and Carrie Ryan should be running this. Yes, Carrie. <laughs> putting it together, our own football club. You know that Wonga would want to get involved, though. <laughs> well, we've already had the conversation. Really? We had the conversation in Hamilton with uh, somebody from League well, One. Been a good one. That guy. Oh yeah, no, we did. We 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 start the the narrative is in motion. We also had the conversation with a band on a rooftop from Montreal. No, Vancouver. Remember that, Craig? Yeah, yeah. So you know, wheels are turning. I need I need to hear more about that band on the rooftop because I just went to the Beatles and their last performance. So who did you guys see who was on the rooftop? Fake Nirvana. Oh, my favorite. But, I, but they were real. They were they were cool dudes. <laughs> but we called them Fake Nirvana. Uh huh. Yeah. Interesting. His name wasn't Kurt Cobain. It was Kent Cobain. Kirk, 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 Kirk Cobain. <laughs> he, looked, he looked a bit like him and uh, sounded good. Like yeah. Oh. That's it. Very Did nice. he sing for you guys? No? Yeah. yeah. Wait, you guys were actually sitting there and he started singing. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> Seriously. Boys on the phone, but. <laughs> <laughs> So is this a, is this a thing? Is this something another thing we're going to talk about and then not do, or are we really going to get get the wheels going on this, the wheels turning and and buy a club? Is this happening? We're um, we're getting we're getting League One men's and women's team. Well, you know what'd be a great way to do this is no no joke. We could crowdfund this. We could set up a little like like we could start doing some fundraisers, whatever, and you know to build up the team, and then it really becomes the fans' team. And we just got to find you know a place to have the team. Hmm. Where do we have the team in in Toronto? Probably. Oh yeah. What do we call it? Toronto Metropolitan Football Club. Did you just read that? Have you done prep for this? Did you just read that off the screen? Just came up with it. Okay. (laughs) Plus Montreal a bit. Forty-five minutes outside of. 
Might be too complicated with the English French thing. Diver. Maybe, yeah. Stick with the GTA. So or let's put it in, a, put it in Coquitlam for us. Can we, can we get one before the summer? That's a pretty quick turnaround, Jimmy. Well, we can buy a club that's uh, that's struggling, can't we? Well, I think one. I think <laughs> one just folded. Struggling. I think yeah, one just folded in League One. Essment. Which team folded in League One? Um. Casey, I think, used to take photos um, for it. Electric? Electric City or something like that? Oh, that was in Peterborough. Oh, okay. So could we get that franchise? Ooh. Maybe. Yeah. Buy high, sell low. Look at you. You didn't even pause and, like, Ooh. feel badly for the fact that they'd folded. You're like, hey, can we get the rights to that team or what? <laughs> yeah. Right? Okay. Us money. What's that? They couldn't afford the bus money to pay oh. for the <laughs> bus money. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe that's the way to go. Uh, you know, let's Im imbue North American sports and the soccer landscape in Canada with, with more supporter-owned clubs. Yeah. That'd be the way to do it. Well, but, uh, let's start it. Yeah. All right. I'm on board. We'll revisit this for sure. But um, going back to what you guys were talking about with the with the FA Cup and like shifting your focus and prioritizing league play versus cup play, do you just think that there's flat out too much football now? Like you guys seeing some of the injuries? Like did you see Forrest for West Ham? Mm. Paqueta is going to be out, right? Yeah. You know that Trent's going to be out for at least three weeks for Liverpool. So initially it was how do we replace Salah who's going to be gone you know, at least until uh, next month, eight fixtures total, including cup uh, cup play. Um, but now it's how do you replace Trent? But for for West Ham, I think that's a huge loss. It you is. Know, who's going to be providing all of, all of those? Uh, you know that who's going to be like giving the the service? Like I mean, he there's nobody like him on that squad. No, there really isn't. Yeah, he's been absolutely brilliant. I was a, quite a critic of him for a few years and mm -hmm. felt that he wasn't really living up to expectations, but man, oh man, is he found his feet, Paqueta. So yeah, it's a big loss, but yeah, about football, there is, there's way too much. I mean, isn't there a talk about the union actually suing people about how much football they're playing? And, you know, and then you look at this African cup of nations on, if they continue to have it this time of year, it's then going to, they're going to have conflicts with the world club champion, uh, world club, world cup. When they expand to 32 teams, everybody wants to add competitions on. There's always, you know, even MLS with the league's cup and there's just more and more and more. And, and you have to certainly have a very good staff to be able to watch people and their load managements and how much they're actually putting on and how much football they're actually playing. Cause it just really is too much. And it just adds up as we've seen. And uh, all of these players have, not even recover from the the World Cup last year in November, so it's a it's a lot. Yeah, there were studies I think that they did about the impact of that World Cup being in the fall and where it was and how the incidence of of injury went up in in most of the major leagues. Mm -hmm. Was that I mean, a thing, Jimmy, when you were playing? Like, when does the break actually happen? If you're you're playing all year in the Premier League. These leagues run really, really long. And then you come out of that and you got international competitions. Every two years, you got a, you know, a major competition at least to play that. 
And then once you're that, you might get a couple weeks and you're back at preseason getting ready for the next Premier League season or pre-qualifying for Champions League or <laughs> whatever. Yeah. It's true, though. You need that You need that time off. I remember, you know, when we were playing, um, and I think it was at Forest at the time, and you're playing league games, then you had the Cups, you know, FA Cup and then the, the other League Cup. And then we ended up coming back, playing international football, playing Gold Cup. Then we had World Cup qualifying. Then we had the Confederation Cup. And I remember that year, it must have been like 99 to 2002. And I was like, holy shit, I've played a lot of football. Mm-hmm. No, not a lot. And that, don't forget, it's the flying as well, the traveling. Mm-hmm. It adds up and it does take a toll on your body after a while. That's that's for sure. But I remember that that little spell there. There was a lot that was going on. Yeah, 12 months of the year for a few years. Yeah, 100%. I don't think we had a break that that year with the with the Gold Cup, League Play, Confederation Cup, and World Cup qualifying. Yeah. Then we were going to go to Copa America as well. Then we were supposed to go to Copa America. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So where do you find time to practice? Not not only like just practice, but also with each of these respective squads. You know what I mean? Practice. <laughs> practice. We, we talk about practice. Talking about practice. <laughs> yeah well that's it because a lot of it just becomes recovery that's it yeah you know that's why that we always say like it's it's your preseason is the most important part of your of your training before season preseason because that's where that six weeks is where you're getting all your fitness and then throughout the year it's all about maintenance just mm-hmm. looking after yourself because you've got your fitness levels you just you just take care of that now. And if you don't have a proper preseason, that's where you really struggle throughout the season as well. Because you don't have that base. Mm-hmm. And you're just continually chasing the season. But then you can have the problem where you're actually super fit coming into preseason and you need a break because you've just been playing for... Well, yeah, exactly. Great. And then, yeah, it can be disruptive. There's a few things definitely... I agree with that. If you have a really good preseason, you feel it sets you up for the rest of the season, generally. Yeah. But it's not only the, the physical toll at that point and the and the load management, and how and how you're training from a coaching perspective, um, and and how you get players who maybe aren't starters, how you keep them fit and ready to go when you're going to need to call on them and rotate your squad a little bit. But it's it's the mental toll. I th- that's something that I don't think we're we're really taking into full account. Obviously, what it, what presents itself immediately it are the injuries. And, you know, you see these players dropping like flies. You're seeing it in a women's game as well. Um, Sharm's got Lauren James and Sam Kerr confused last time. We'll be thrilled that I mentioned it. But Sam Kerr goes down with an ACL injury. But there's other injuries happening as well. Um, but then it's it's the, the mental aspect of that. And is the support there um, in leagues um, for these and, and at a club level for these players to make sure that, they're doing okay as, as a person, not just as a footballer. Hmm. You're asking if there is a support system for that? No, I'm, I'm just saying I know that there is support, but right. I think that's something that's overlooked in this I, discussion. I agree. Yeah, it sucks being injured. And uh, mentally, yeah, you're right. It can be take its toll out. It's, it's, yeah. 
Well, I know when we played, there was no support for that. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> no. No. It was you're getting paid, get on with it, and go do your job. Yeah. Get and I don't know if, if there is support really in today's football, is there for that? Mental fatigue is really what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, but the gr- greater mental health. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I mean, but I more agree. often than not, you're just hearing about it when there's an issue, where the, when there's a problem, yeah. when it's an extreme, right? When somebody becomes suicidal or something like that, or or become has to check into like a substance abuse um, facility or something like that, really, really needs desperate help. And then they're going to get it. But it's, you know, the people who are sort of in, in limbo who might need that help. And did you find, Jimmy, you were talking about sort of the the continuous um, physical toll, like you said, 99 to 2003, where there was seemingly no break. So do you find that when you finally do get a respite from those demands that everything comes crashing down physically, like any niggles that you had and like maybe didn't result in big time injuries, but then all of a sudden your body's just like, I've had enough. Um, no, you, I mean, look, I don't think I've ever played a, a match where I was a 100% fit. Yeah. Never in my career. I was always had something, something was always going on. Um, but just, Anal. what's that? Usually a toenail coming off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the, uh, uh, it, it, it was nice just to have a, a, a proper summer off. You know, and when I say summer, I mean end of season because end of season when I was playing in England was it was the summer, right? We had you know, six weeks off, and it was nice to have a break where there was nothing going on, and you could just really kind of relax, hang out with friends and family, and just take your mind totally off of football. Um, and that was probably the the best time that you had the 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 I would say the best recovery that you could have. Mm-hmm. You know, when you had international football in the summertime, that's where you were kind of dreading it a little bit. Thinking, Fuck, I'm not really getting any time off here. And then I'm going to go play international football. And then I might have a week, two weeks off. And then I'm back at it again, going into preseason. You know, that that was the the mental struggle. But look, I mean, it was part of the job and you, you knew you had to do it. So you got on with it. But it was nice sometimes just having that, that break in the summer, that six weeks where you could just put your feet up and relax and then get yourself going again for the next season. Yeah. They were rare, rare opportunities. There's a happy medium, isn't there? I look at some of these leagues and, you know, like the NFL, uh, the the length of the off season would be too much. You see why these guys get into trouble and the new felon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, balance to be struck, I think, always, for sure. Yeah. It's crazy how much time they have off in the NFL. Huh? What do they play, 16 weeks, 17 weeks? Well, I think it's now spread out to 18 now, and they're going to expand the playoffs next year, so they'll add more games. But, yeah, it's about 18 weeks during the season, 17 regular season games. That's crazy. And you got 52 weeks in a year, and they they only play for 18 weeks. Enjoy enjoy the offseason, lads. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you in seven months. <laughs> Maybe the argument there is like the the extreme physical nature of of football. They need that much time to to recover. Yeah, but, the, injuries are, the injuries are unbelievable. Really, do you think if they took all that padding off, they wouldn't have the injuries that they have? Yeah, sometimes you wonder, don't you? Take that helmet off would actually be better. Take that helmet off. Mm-hmm. Are we just talking about rugby? Aren't we? 
Well, that's a, that's, <laughs> yeah. a, that's that's a the real tough sport there is rugby. <laughs> that's the big game, Oof. <laughs> and they don't have nearly as many injuries as what the NFL does. Yeah, because well, they're not themselves they're ending not. anyway. Yeah, they don't do those stupid challenges with their head. Much shorter careers, though, on average, if you're talking about a pro football player, North America versus a a European football player or a soccer player, right? Mm -hmm. I can't believe some of those, some of the players on the running backs in the NFL that they actually have survived through high school, through college to get to the NFL and actually be fit enough to play for three or four years before getting damaged enough that you have to retire. It's quite something that they actually made it that far still being able to run yeah survival of the fittest for sure which is actually what what tottenham's really been going through so talking about um injuries and and looking for guys who are who are going to come in um pasta coglu i think is able to convince um ownership that they needed um they needed help especially at the back so looks like they're going to be bringing in um timo Werner and also uh dragushin the the genoa center back to give them um, some help, especially uh, in that back line. So you got to like that, AGC? Of course I do. <laughs> Big Ange. Tight back line. I love What's that? I like his he back line. <laughs> <laughs> I like his back line too. Very tight. <laughs> I love Big Ange. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's a big ants top back line. It'll be interesting to see how Werner does there. Tight. Yeah. There's a few big clubs struggling to put the ball in the back of the net. Yep. But I, I think like Postacoglu said how much he values like players who, who are versatile, who can fit or be deployed in, in, in a myriad of ways. And I think mm -hmm. Werner fits that description. And he's certainly got pace that they've been lacking. Right? Yeah. Be interesting to see how he how he slots in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's gonna be a bit of movement, uh I wonder what Chelsea do in this uh, this window. They've been sort of headlining in the last few windows, spending a billion pounds. Mm -hmm. What Bully's got in mind this time? Yeah, no, but seemingly no rhyme or reason to it. And, then, <laughs> no. and, and they and they just lost uh, Michael Carrick's championship side in the other semifinal of the Carabao Cup. So Liverpool That's plays right. full on. Right. What's that? Yeah. Yeah. First leg. I didn't see it, but apparently they were just shite. Couldn't yeah. pass. They couldn't. No effort. Yeah, they were. It was a sad state. Yeah, I heard the same. I didn't watch it either. But by all accounts, made uh, Pochettino's men look pretty average. So mm -hmm. it should be nice because they were on a high. Who did they beat on penalties in the previous round? 
oh. when they got through. But that was that was a lift that that team desperately, desperately needed. And then they go out and, and lay an egg against Middlesbrough. Yeah, they're in a position where in the league they're they're in fucking nowhere. They, a good cup run, winning a trophy in a really bad year would be something that would be on the the cards for somebody like Chelsea. Yeah, well, there we go. There's the flip side to that discussion at the beginning, right? Yeah. Well, maybe they are going to prioritize um, a League Cup versus, you know, how they're doing um, in the Prem. Mm-hmm. They, they need a lift. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, AGC, do you have that pick that I sent over to you? As a matter of fact, Amy, I do. Oh, Coming well, up on a very a, a brand new uh, segment on Footy Prime, which I'm very prepared for. This is Looky Likey. Wonger is so sad that he's not here. <laughs> <laughs> so today on Looky Likey, Amy has. Uh, uh, sent this um, so we'll start off now we'll, we will post this um, and we did make a nice little uh, thing for this um, and now I will share this uh, the looky likey screen <laughs> sorry this is my first time this is how my wife feels every time sorry <laughs> okay. it's glorious JC here we are it's lovely thank you Jimmy do you want to talk us through this what are we seeing here Jimmy you're so thrilled What's happening here? Look at Jimmy, like a fucking model. He looks good, right? He does. What happened? What do you mean? What happened? <laughs> Is it the stress? <laughs> yeah. So when, when I watched I this game. I watched this game the other day. So we had it was actually versus Chelsea in the FA Cup, Preston North End, and uh, Liam Miller was playing. And so I wanted to make sure. I caught this game and then I saw, is his name? Yeah, Ryan Lowe on the touchline. And I went, wait a minute. We've got a we've got a striking guy in the sidelines. He reminds me of somebody. And then I did I did an old mashup here. And I think Ryan Lowe might be a poor man's version of Jimmy Brennan. And I think that we should put this on socials and see what everybody thinks. Jimmy, thoughts? He's got lovely eyes. <laughs> deep. <laughs> nice yes. deep set eyes. Nice deep set eyes. <laughs> what would John Lyle say about his eyes, Forrest? Oh, no, that was Bobby Ferguson. Oh, Bobby yeah, Ferguson. Bobby Damn Ferguson. it. Too close together, you can't trust him. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got a little bit of that going on. But what do you think? Like, there's a little Brandon looky likey, don't we think? Yeah. I think it's it's a, if if Jimmy was born in Bulgaria, there he is. <laughs> the Bulgarian Bulgaria. Brennan. Bulgarian Brennan. That would be a good nickname. Bulgarian Brennan. Yeah. yeah. Well, this segment went over like a fart in church. Well, this has been another episode of Looky Likey here on Footy Prime. You guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> I was very pleased with that. So is know, look how tough she is. Look at her. I know. Forever, but from Jimmy, look like a fucking hell. Look a Premier League manager there. I know. That should be your profile pick everywhere. Oh, 
It was summertime. I had a nice tan. Yeah. Where were you coaching when that pick was taken? Was that York? That was York, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Very nice. Wow. Did you guys did you guys see um Laurent Courtois and his reception yeah. in, in Montreal? And Forrest, I did a little bit of digging. I think you guys played together at yeah, West Ham. We little bit there yeah he only played seven games for West Ham I didn't go particularly well I think he was there a total of 18 months yeah we overlapped a little bit 2001 2003 I believe he left um, but like all of us we look a little bit different than we did back then but yeah hate his dues I really like him he's 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 got a great head on his shoulders and he's been around he's coached youth teams reserves first teams he's assisted mm -hmm. places uh, been involved with some really good clubs, played some really good football. I think he's going to be terrific. It would probably been my famous last words, but kiss it death. I think, <laughs> well, I think he lasts more than a season. You just fucked him over, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's oh. going to have a nightmare. Yeah. Well, I mean, he made a great first impression yesterday. I wasn't there in person. At yeah. Saint-Nutrilet, when he was uh, he was unveiled as as head coach with uh, Gabriel Gervais, the president, but um, did a great job. I think fabulous first impression. Um, he was asked about the Wilfred Nancy, um, you know, link. Obviously, he's coming over from from the crew, and he had success as head coach over the past two seasons, coaching in MLS Next. Uh, um, they're in their season in their league with Crew Two, um, and then he immediately shot it down. He's like, what did Wilfred tell you about uh, you being in being in Montreal? And was it negative? And he's like, nothing. Like we we chat about other stuff. Like I don't think about it, you know. And uh, and 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 talked about his philosophy of play and how he wants to get to know the guys. And they're going to be in Arizona soon for preseason. Um, so I I think this is good. This is a like a better aligned appointment than a Hernan Lasada was. Um, so I think that was a bit of a misstep by the organization, and I think they're they're back on track now with with Courtois. So I'm looking forward as well to to seeing what what he can do. Jimmy, are you familiar with with Courtois at all in terms of his coaching? Because he's been at Galaxy, he's been at Lyon. Um, I spoke I spoke with Corey Ray a while back. Um, it was at Columbus, and he he spoke very highly of 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 Courtois. And said mm -hmm. he was a very good manager, very detailed, um, because Corey Ray actually looks after the uh, Columbus Columbus Crew Two, or MLS Two, whatever that whatever you call it, the reserve team. Yeah. Right? Um, and he he spoke very highly of him and said he was a like a very very detailed coach, um, and he had, did have some success with that with that team. So yeah. they won it two years ago. Yeah, that's right. So. It'll be interesting to see how he does. Um, you know, there's there's been a lot of hype about this about Courtois, and you know, now he's got his opportunity, and that's one of the reasons why you do go into you know that reserve team, take it over, because eventually you want to make that step and get into a first team. Um, and he's got his opportunity now, and you know, when you look at at Columbus, the way that they're they're playing, even in the first team, they play yeah. great football. They've got good philosophy, good style of play. Um, and if he can take what he did at Columbus and bring that to Montreal and continue that um, that style of play, I think they'll be successful. Def definitely do. Um, and it's good that he's got his opportunity. So um, I'm happy for him. Mm -hmm. I think it's I think it's a very good signing. 
I think as well with with Montreal and the way that they want to develop the youth and and pull players up from academies and these homegrown players. Um, I mean, I think part of it is not wanting to to spend, but that is really part of their DNA. And what Courtois did in MLS Next Pro, and you look at uh, Jason Russell Rowe, or you look at a Mo Farsi, um, and 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 others, and the youth that was coming up, and not only just part of that first team but starting in the playoffs and then a really um, integral part of, of their success um, in, in winning MLS cup. So I think that aligns really well and listening him talk uh, about valuing the human first, um, getting to know the players and giving them the confidence and, and the courage to make mistakes. Like I think as a player, like that's almost the best thing that you can hear from a yeah. coach, you know, yeah. that he's, he's going to, he's going to allow that, and 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 allow that to flourish is such an important thing because I, I played for a lot of coaches where I was afraid to make mistakes and that's the kiss of death. Speaking of kiss of deaths, Forrest. Yeah, it really is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Good. Ma- the managers express that, and then uh, he's. I don't see Montreal spending millions and millions on designated players either. So you're right there no. as far as they have to be good there, and they have to have very good coaching because they're never going to have the benefit of being able to throw money at. Uh, these uh, so-called designated players like Toronto FC do and seamlessly move from one to the other, but that's not the case with Montreal. It never has been. No, it's not. Did you guys see what's happening with, with Richie, like talking about designated players and then um, how he's still beholden or tied to, to Nottingham Forest and mm-hmm. then um, with MLS and their rules and regulations um, and maybe this is coming from Forrest because they want to put a big a big price tag on him. They don't want to let him go for for less than say two million or something. Um, I don't think the Whitecaps are interested in in re-signing him because he's too expensive based on the way he's designated. Mm-hmm. Kind of gets fucked over. He does, yeah, yeah. The only thing they could hope for is that Nottingham Forest want to play ball and that they they can have paid part of his wages or something like that and do right. another loan spell. I think that's. Only way that that would work in Vancouver, I think, isn't it? Yeah, probably be just get another loan. Now, because Force is probably they're looking at it as well, thinking, well, we want to return on our investment. Mm-hmm. We bought them, we spent money on them. So yeah, I mean, it's like, them, but you're gonna give us back. What's they didn't that? Like they what? They didn't like them either. It's like, yeah, don't. No, but you know, on the flip side of that too, there might be another opportunity with with Richie because you got a new manager in now. And the new manager might like Richie. Yeah. Right? So there's another conversation I guess Richie has. Is is it worth going back to try to fight for a position and play in the Premier League, which was really his ultimate goal? Yeah. As a player, though, do you, do you have that right? Can he express that? Can that be communicated to Forrest? Or is he just sort of waiting and, and kind of at the mercy of, of Forrest's decision? like the right to what do you mean go back well, like for it to return or or is it just going to be up to force just be like well we we want to get good return on him good value on him and we'll put him out on loan wherever like do you do you have a say in that as a player or is yeah, it just that the club can just move you where they want i would imagine that the new manager that's come in knows that richie's on the books and he's i'm sure that he's probably reached out to him and mm-hmm. if I'm Richie, I'd be like, listen, I didn't really have a great opp- uh, opportunity with the previous manager, but I, I would love to get a a crack at an opportunity with you. 
That's what I would be saying anyways. Yeah, and see what he says. You got no hope here. Your best opportunity is to stay out on loan or we sell you or do something. It's mm-hmm. a tough situation for Richie, really. Mm-hmm. To, hopefully it works out for him. Yeah. Well, with, with Forrest having six players gone to to AFCON or, or the Asian Cup, would now be an opportune time to have him in on a trial? Jesus. A trial, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, or just, just in, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Get him back training. Yep. Well, if they fancy him at all, this would be a good time. If they don't, then they're not going to want to see him. So it's going to be pretty evident what they want from Richie pretty quickly. But he should be back there. Is he not back back in Nottingham right now? You'd think he would he would have to be back there. Right? You're you're on the books. I'll send him a text, figure out where are you, Rich? Yeah. <laughs> I mean he, he should be back in Nottingham. Yeah. yeah, we're we're talking about Richie languishing and oh poor Richie. Maybe he's there training right now. We just don't know. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't know any of the players. <laughs> but what's what's that sort of depth chart look like, Jimmy, with, with Nottingham right now? Oh yeah, in terms, in terms of uh, your right fullbacks, it's it's big right now. The depth charts they they've all the Premier League now the big spenders they they've got a lot of depth in all positions, all positions. So regardless, he's going back. It doesn't matter where you where you go in England, you're you're fighting for a position, especially in the Premier League. They got good pieces. They do got some good pieces. <laughs> As the Jimmy Brennan line. Jimmy, yeah. what do you think about this squad? Oh, great pieces. Lots of good pieces. Because yeah. it's a big puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> but Whitecaps making moves, though. They're rumored also to, uh, as a replacement up front or out wide for Simon Betcher, who might be going to Denmark. Looks like they might be getting um, Fafa Pico. Good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean... But still, nothing, nothing from crickets from TFC. And is that because they're just given the contract that they have on the books? They just don't have the freedom to make these moves? I think so. I think yeah. that part, they're just trying to shuffle the shit right now, trying to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> I played taking that card game with my twins last night. They're taking the shit from one corner and putting it in the other. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The best hope is that they can get these guys all on the same page and somehow manage to do something next year and at least compete. Yeah. Certainly should do with the highest wage bill in the league. You shouldn't. The league keeps getting bigger and they just keep finishing. And then the bottom three, no matter how big the league is, that's that's pretty hard to do. Well, it's it was kind of funny because you, you haven't heard anything from TFC, right? Nothing. And At then all. all of a sudden there's a post saying – Jason Devos, the interim general secretary of Canada, is now assistant coach. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, can, who cares? Like, tell us about players coming. Who's going? Who's coming in? Yeah. Tell us something. Is that a big that, fuck you to? Reason. Is that a big fuck you to all coaches who are who are toiling and and trying to move up the ranks in in Canada, and then Herdman just brings over Devos? Well, they're buddies, aren't they? But it'd be interesting to see. I mean, look, Devos helped them out with uh, with the national team as an assistant. Um, you know, Jade has never coached in a professional football environment. 
So it'd be interesting to see how he does. I mean, there's going to be a lot of a lot of eyes on him and speculation to see how he does. Um, but it's a different ball game now, working with players day in day out. Uh, it's a long season, so be uh, be interesting to see how he does and how he uh, handles himself in a professional environment. As a player, yeah, he's been there, but not as a coach. So I don't know how he's going to do there, but we'll find out soon, won't we? Do you think that? If the season starts off really, really poorly, do you think the real pressure now falls on Bill Manning? If if the team doesn't perform well, I think that his days are there, there's there's pressure on Bill Manning one hundred percent. But yeah. there's going to be pressure on Herdman as well. You've gone in there to do a job, and if you can't do the job, and all eyes are going to be on him, right? You've you've taken the job. Now there there's going to be people watching you and. You're going to get critiqued if you do not perform. It's it's pro football. It's it's what we do. This is what we talk about. Whether it's Premier League, whether it's MLS Championship, CPL. Once you're in that hot seat, you and your staff, you're going to get critiqued. So you better make sure that you you do your job and you you get the best out of these players. That's why you you're hired. I mean, at the end of the day, you're a coach. You're hired to get fired. So hold on for as long as you can. But you've got to get the best out of this squad. And that might be difficult. Yeah. Of course it's difficult. But you've put yourself in that position. Yeah. You can only fuck with the cock you got. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of the believe sign on the wall in the TFC locker room, they've got you can only fuck with the cock that you got. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. I do think they get a bump, though. They they will get an early bump, I believe, TFC from from John's arrival, and the motivator that he is. Mm-hmm. I do believe that has an effect. You know, we I, talked about that motivation stuff too, as well, and I think he'll he'll have to change because that motivation with the national team is good. You only have the players a couple of days and the rah rah and let's go and you know when it's when it's pro football now and and day-to-day working with the players, if you come in with that motivation and rah-rah, that gets boring real, real quick. So he'll have to change as a manager in the way that he handles the dressing room. Yeah, players see through that, I think, right? Of course they do. They see through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we know with the national team, too, the players were saying, like, they they see through it all. You know, he has to change. He's got to change as a manager. Make sure that tactically get, he gets things right, but... You can't be rah-rah. You have to understand the players. You're working with them day in and day out now. You're going to spend a lot of time with them. They need space. You got to leave them alone. You know, got to give them a kick when they need it. And other times... Pressure is on his staff, right? It's what? He puts a lot of pressure on his staff. It's a a heavy workload for the the staff around him as well. It's... it's, You feel like it's 24 hours a day. Yeah. Not a bad thing, but do you guys a- know? Um, sorry, Forrest. So, um, Whitecaps are, I think they were just flying out to Spain for preseason. And uh, I mentioned CF Montreal is going to Arizona first, then I think they'll end up in, in Florida. Um, where does TFC go for, for preseason? I'm not sure. I haven't heard. They, they went to uh, Palm Springs last year. I know that. that, that That's right. Do you know, Jimmy? No, I have no idea. Hmm. No idea where they're going. If you guys had your druthers 
Palm Springs, Spain, or Arizona? Where would you want to head as a player? You know, for preseason, you know, it doesn't really, really matter. Uh, that Palm Springs setup was really, really nice. I was down there. I saw it. it was <laughs> They played at the polo ground there. It's just, I don't know, hundreds of acres of just perfect, perfect pitches. <laughs> this really is quite something. And it's quiet. It's, you know, it's an older population down there. Right. You can't get into too much trouble. You know, you're no, no, no desire really to go out and, unless you want to go to grab a granny night in downtown Palm <laughs> and go play bingo. <laughs> Forrest with the one liners today, grab a granny night. Oh my God. Thursday. <laughs> Thursday wings and grannies. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I think Forrest, you're biased though. By, there's by the old guy down there. Who, What's that? Uh, there's this old guy who went to grab a granny night and he picked up a, picked up somebody got pulled over by the police and he was over the limit and he's just trying to explain to the police he's just trying to get laid he's like 75 years of age oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> he was in your golfing foursome the next day that's how you know the story that's how i know the story yeah, <laughs> yeah. was it jerry <laughs> yeah so he he got off <laughs> 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 he got off twice. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are ridiculous. Off the smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though, where's the best spot you ever went for preseason as a player? Uh, Sweden. Really? Mm. <laughs> are you fucking with me or for real? No, it, we had an amazing time. Every time we went to Sweden, we had a fantastic time. Where would you go in Sweden? All over the place. We were in Uppsala, Karlstad, Gothenburg. Yeah, Gothenburg was amazing. We used to go there a lot for, for preseason Sweden. And then the other one was in uh, Marbella. Oh, Marbella. That's a postseason thing. We had, you don't want to go there preseason. The managers can't handle it. Like, yeah, we went there preseason a couple of times. And it was yeah. awesome. Weather was beautiful. Frank Sinatra's or what's that? Sinatra's is that, or is that Sinatra's? No, Sinatra's is in uh, Puerto Banus. Yeah, what a place that is, by the way. Sinatra's. Oh, legendary. What was place. it? Legendary bar. A bar right on the docks in yeah. Puerto Banus, Spain. Yeah, yeah, massive yachts all out in the harbor and just. Yeah, lots of shenanigans going on. Oh, yeah. yeah. So maybe not the best destination for preseason. Oh, fuck. Not, not. <laughs> no. no. Even Sweden, the manager was like, I remember it was uh, John Duncan, I think his name, name was, uh, who that manager was at the time. He said, we're never coming back here again. Like, I remember, yeah, I remember being in Sweden and we had, uh, you know, it's it's preseason, so you you're training twice a day. It's hard. Ooh. And you're you're at it all the time. You're exhausted. And I remember the manager. Granny night. Yeah. And I remember the manager <laughs> one time when like he says, All right, lads, he goes, uh, have an have a nice line in the morning. Uh we'll train in the afternoon. We'll see you at lunch. Okay. So we're all sitting there going, Okay, guys, we've got the morning off. We've just had dinner. It's about six, seven o'clock. 
green light. Let's go out. Let's go out and we'll go have a couple of pints. And so the whole team's like, all right, let's go. And now in Sweden, they ride bikes everywhere. And they leave bikes all around the street. So picture 20 odd guys running out of the hotel at the back door, grabbing any bike we can find, and then pedaling down the street <laughs> to the pub. We get in there, we have a good drink, back on the bikes, left the bikes where we found them, back into the hotel, woke up in the morning, met the manager for lunch, and he's just looking at his, but he couldn't figure it out. Everybody's hung over, we're struggling a little bit. But it was a great night. We used to do that quite a bit. It was funny as hell, just running out and grabbing a bike. And he didn't get caught. He didn't get caught, no. We got caught. We got caught a few times and we paid the price for it. He's like, You guys are gonna puke today. Yeah. Like, Don't worry, Gaffer, it was totally worth it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no hiding from it at that point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys have anything else? I think we're out of time. Oh, I don't have anything else. No. Melvis Pelvis? JC? This episode of Footy Prime has been brought to you by... Whatever. Tony Bet. Oh, oh Tony Bet. Tony Bet. Tony Bet. Uh, get all your bets in at TonyBet.ca. Uh, and then... Um, but all the games that the, the you can catch, you see, uh, on for the Premier League uh, on Fubo TV. Sign up today at fubotv.com slash footy prime <laughs> for all your footy favorites. Also, there are other channels. There's Gusto is on uh, Fubo, mm-hmm. so you can watch your cooking, uh, favorite cooking um, experiences. Uh, there's also other channels on Fubo. So, uh, so you get all sorts of different things, you see, uh, that sells it. I should be a spokesman or person for that, etc. Thanks. Back to you, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> that was tremendous. Tremendous. No one could have done that exactly like you. That's but thanks fair. for listening, guys. I don't think we missed Sharman. Fuck that Oop. guy, right? Exactly. Yeah. I miss Wonger, though. It'd be good to see Wonger on Friday. Safe yeah. travels, Wonger. He yeah. should be flying today. I can't wait to hear the stories, honestly. I know. Will he be sick? Oh, 100%. Yeah. He That's will be that. sick. 100%. Yeah, place that bet over on Tony Bet. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you. Thanks, Amy. Thank for the chat. Yeah, thanks, thanks. No problem. Keep buying newspapers. Cheers for listening. <laughs> <laughs> This episode of Footy Prime has been brought to you by Fubo TV and by Tony Beck. Make sure to subscribe to Footy Prime wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Twitter at Footy underscore Prime and on Instagram at Footy Prime IG. Bye. 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 All right. Who's next? See the Raptors getting absolutely screwed last night? Oh, fucking a joke. Ridiculous. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health 
right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.